Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Wrap Up Live, where I'm Oren Weisfeld, and I'm I'm joined by nobody. I'm all alone today. Um, But hey, that's okay, because uh, I'm excited to talk about mostly Nick Nurse. But look, you're joining me right after the Raptors lose um, 150. the philadelphia 76ers the game's actually 10 seconds left but it's pretty much over so maybe that's why nobody's here quite yet but yeah like the raptors are going to lose this game to the philadelphia 76ers they're gonna fall to 38 and 39 um on a night where the 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 hawks won the sorry the um nets won which was kind of the sixth seed the raptors are trying to chase unlikely but yeah and the Bulls won as well. So not ideal, obviously. Every game matters. And I do think that people, Raptors fans, are assuming that the Raptors are going to make the playoffs through the play-in. And I would say that they really every game matters a lot right now because that is not a guarantee. If the Raptors especially fall into the ninth or the 10th seed and then they have to play you know, a one-off against like a Chicago, for example, who maybe aren't a great matchup for the Raptors. Like that is, that is just a proposition that the Raptors don't want to deal with. And I know that everyone's assuming they're going to get a seven or eight seed, but the Hawks are, are playing pretty well. They're winning a lot of games. The heat have a couple game cushion now, especially with this loss. So nothing's really guaranteed for the Raptors in terms of, getting into the playoffs, past the play-in. Every single game matters. This game mattered a lot. Um, And yeah, I'm going to talk a little bit about this Philadelphia 76ers game. Sorry, I'm just tweeting out the link here uh, on Twitter. I'm going to talk about this game with the 76ers, but what I really want to talk about after that is some of the Nick Nurse rumors that I'm sure people have seen uh, linking him to the Rockets and and his pregame comments today as well, which I thought were pretty significant. So we'll get into that. Uh, first, I'm just going to talk about this game. I think the big thing was the lack of consistency from the Raptors on the defensive end. Um, there were stretches in this game where the Raptors played really good defense and they turned the Sixers over 18 times. It could have been 25. Like there was a ton of loose balls, a ton of deflections. I thought the Raptors really created some havoc on that end of the floor. Didn't come up with as many turnovers as they could have in that way and didn't finish those, those fast break points off turnovers as well as they could. But the real issue was the consistency. Like they would have those stretches in the first quarter. They had a really good stretch of defense after that first time out. Um, but then, you know, they would get a couple of deflections, not come up with the ball, kind of hang their heads and then and then kind of give up these threes. So 
it was like there were stretches of really intense defense and, and just like locked in defense. And then there were stretches where two guys are going to the same guy. They're not communicating. They're switching stuff way too easily. That I thought was a problem in this game. Like Pirtle switched off of Embiid. I think gave Barnes the Embiid assignment way too easily instead of just going under a screen and staying on Embiid. They did the same thing with uh, like Harden and Maxi. Just Raptors were giving off really soft switches that I don't think they have to do. I was listening to the Nerder pod on, on the Athletic NBA show today, and they were talking about how the Thunder, one thing they do really well is they switch only late cl- shot clock possessions. And I think the Raptors would really benefit from that kind of stuff. Like if they only like obviously there's certain matchups they're fine switching like one through four but those other matchups that they give up if they only switch them late in the shot clock i think they would just have a lot more success whereas if the opposing team knows that you're going to switch every screen it's a lot easier to game plan for that and i thought that was the case with philly today um other than that what what do i want to say about this game yeah okay so pull up yeah okay so in terms of the defense, I already talked on it. They they did have some moments where it was really wrecking havoc. They could have had way more turnovers than they did. But then offensively, the Raptors themselves had 13 turnovers. And you felt them. Like, they were really timely turnovers. And I just felt like if they were going to win this game, they had to take way better care of the ball than they did. And ultimately, I think that was a huge reason that they lost. Just sloppy play. Ben Vliet with six turnovers. Um, all the other starters pretty much with two. And yeah, like this is a really good 76ers team. Give them credit where credit's due. Uh, no Tobias Harris. But if the Raptors were going to win, they were going to have to come out and, and just play a, you know, a nearly perfect game, basically without uh, Gary Trent Jr. in the lineup. And OG was great. Scotty was great. Pirtle was good. Um, Fred and Pascal, just not good enough, especially offensively, like, Pascal, it really wasn't his night yet. He kept taking those jumpers down the stretch of the game. And I think he should have either deferred or, you know, drove a little bit more instead of settling for jumpers. Um, Yeah, like right now, teams are giving him the jumper and he's kind of going to that instead of getting into some of his, you know, counters. And I think that's because the the paint is pretty cramped. So some of those counters are, are a little bit difficult for him, but... It was not his night, uh, to say the least. And yeah, Fred with some really timely turnovers, not like him for sure, but but that was the case tonight. And defensively, I thought he was better than, like, definitely you noticed the difference how he was on Maxi in this game compared to how he was in the playoffs, but still not quick enough to stay in front of guys like Harden and Maxi. Um and yeah, Boucher is the only guy coming off your bench doing anything for you. That's really hard to to match up when, you know, the Sixers get five guys come off their bench. All of them play at least 12 minutes and just get, like by the starters rest. I think that was pretty clear down the stretch of the game. They were more rested and um, and their bench was just deep tonight, deeper than the Raptors team. So I thought I thought that was the big thing, like Scotty really great game um you wish that he got some of the reps towards the end of the game based on how he played um but overall just encouraging that scotty's playing as well as he has been over this this little stretch here i mean really since the start of the new year i think but over the past couple weeks especially scotty is playing the best basketball he's ever played so 
that's that's encouraging long term. All right. Um, that's enough about this game. Uh, I I really just think like it was pretty obvious early on in this game that the Raptors weren't going to win it. Like they they did themselves some favors in the second half. They won both the, the third and the fourth quarter. Uh, but they they allow Philly to drop forty six points in the second quarter and just take a 20 point lead into halftime almost like at the end of the day you knew where this game was going pretty early on yeah the raptors were going to make a comeback yeah they, they played a lot better in the second half but those those defensive kind of just on and off switches the inconsistency on defense really hurt this team once again it wasn't a lack of energy it was just a lack of effort fo- execution on the game plan um and then ultimately give Philly credit again. They shot 38% from three. I thought they made a lot of tough shots. They made a lot of open threes and the Raptors only hit eight threes themselves. So eight compared to 12. So yeah. All right. Enough of this game. So in case anyone hasn't been paying attention over the last like week or 10 days, um, Nick nurse has kind of been in the rumor mill. There's been rumors linking him to Houston, the Houston Rockets, um, there's been rumors about Ime Odoka, the Celtics previous coach, uh, the Raptors being interested in Ime Odoka. So there's been these weird rumors. Doug Smith writes a column in the Toronto Star. Is Nick Nurse destined for the Rockets? Rumors suggest Ime Odoka could replace him in Toronto. This is when I really went, hmm, like if Doug Smith writes about this, that means these these rumors are really floating out there like they're 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 real and they're coming from somewhere and look they could be coming from nick nurse's agent he's going to be eligible for a contract extension after next or yeah he's eligible he's he his contract's going to run out after next season so this could be a, a play where he's trying to get more money and if it looks like he has other options then that obviously bodes well for money um it also could be coming from a team like Houston who might be a little bit desperate. It could be coming from all sorts of places, but once you see this in the star, you know that there's some sauce to these rumors. There's some truth to them. Um, mentioned in these rumors, I think is interesting is, um, you know, in terms of the Houston part, Nick nurse coached the Houston G league team for a few years before becoming an assistant coach in Toronto. That was his last stop before Toronto. Gerson Rosas was the, I think like executive vice president of, of basketball operations for the Rockets at that time. He then, he since then left, went to Minnesota to head up that program, had some inappropriate relationship with a staffer, left Minnesota. Now he's with New York, but there's rumors that he will go back to the Rockets with Nick Nurse. Um, so, okay, so all that had, and, and then this is what happens pregame. Nick Nurse gets asked about this by, I believe, Tim Bontemps, Tim Bontemps at ESPN. And because NBA players and coaches just can't refuse talking to ESPN, for some reason, they just love talking to ESPN. Um, I asked this question. Nick Nurse would have just said, I'm focused on the game tonight. Let's move on. But because ESPN asked it, I don't know. They just feel this need to open up to ESPN to be buddy, buddy with them. Um, Maybe they, they, they like the attention to be quite frank that ESPN gives them, but this is the answer that Nick nurse gave. I'm just going to play the audio aloud. I don't know why I have earplugs in or, or earphones in. I really don't need to when I'm doing the pot alone. So take those out play the audio aloud for you guys, and then 
I'm going to talk about what I think about all of these rumors. Oh, oh, there's no, wait, there's no sound? Why is there no sound? You guys haven't heard all this? Gosh. Okay, what's going on? Let me, okay, okay, let me turn it around. Okay, one more try. Here we go. No sound still. Okay, last try here. Here we go. Last try, guys. Um, okay. You guys hear me now? Okay, let's try it one more time. Tell me if there's sound. Let me know if there's sound or no sound. Okay, do you guys hear me? Just make just making sure you guys hear me. Um, I posted the link in the chat, and I will read the quotes. I apologize. Here we go. Okay, okay, okay. Hello, hello. Okay, guys, sorry for the technical difficulties. I apologized to our. Uh to our podcast listeners, especially for the technical difficulties. Uh, you guys should be able to hear me now. Okay, so I'm just going to read the, the quotes out loud um, because, yeah, I tried to play the video and it didn't work. But basically, Nick Nurse said, first of all, I think when the season gets done, we'll evaluate everything and even personally um, I'm going to take a few weeks off to see where I'm at, you know, like you said, where my head's at and just see how the relationship with the organization is and everything. It's been 10 years for me now, which is a pretty good run. 10 years with the Raptors. I don't know. Over those 10 years, we got to be up there in number of wins with anybody in the league. I don't even know where that is, but we've had a lot of big seasons. And then right now, my head is to make this as long of a season as possible. This team needs playoff experience. So that's where I'm at right now. Finish out these six, see where we land, see if we can't creep up a spot or two in the standings, and then give them hell in the playoffs. See if we can get in a real series and take it from there. Asked 
if he had considered his future being somewhere other than Toronto. Nickner said, no, I'm concentrated on this job for sure in this game, essentially. But I think 10 years is a good time to sit back and reflect a little bit. So I think that we're going to do that all when the season ends. Okay, I think that's the biggest part is just him him kind of admitting that after this season, he is going to reflect on his Raptors tenure and everything. I think it's especially interested, interesting considering Nick Nurse's contract is not up at the end of this season. It's up uh, a season later. So usually when a coach is still on contract for next season and, and still is employed by an organization for the next season, they don't say, I'm going to reflect on my future with the organization after this season, unless there has been some sort of conversations about whether or not this is a long-term fit, right? Like most people who are employed beyond this season would not just say, they would just say, no, I'm, I haven't thought about anywhere beside here. My, my goal is to stay here for the length of my contract, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, like this is all interesting to me. Okay. On the, on the Nick nurse front in terms of like the responsibility he bears for this, we as NBA fans and analysts, we constantly critique players like Kevin Durant, like LeBron James, when they begin to talk about their future, when they won't commit to a franchise long term, uh, when when their free agency essentially gets in the locker room and causes a distraction. And so I think we have a right to critique coaches also. If that is the case, and I'm not saying that this is going to necessarily become a distraction in the Raptors locker room. I don't know that this just happened today, but Nick Nurse should have chosen his words a little bit more wisely in that sense. Like this can very much become a distraction in the locker room when when the next time the the media talks to Nick Nurse, this is undoubtedly going to be a question and a storyline. It's going to be a storyline when they talk to the the front office at season's end, maybe even some players will get asked about it. Like that's because it's our jobs, but it's only our jobs because Nick nurse said this in the first place. So in terms of him inviting unnecessary uh, distractions into the locker room, I do think he should have just said, I'm not going to talk about, it. I'm not going to comment on that right now. I'll comment on it when the season's over. Um, he chose to give ESPN this long, amazing answer for whatever reason. I already said so. Um, people like talking to ESPN, but, uh, he didn't have to do that. And I, and I think there's a real reason to critique him for saying that because this is a distraction. It can be a distraction. And there was just never any reason to, to comment when he could have just said respectfully, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass with that being said, like, yeah, this, this is interesting. All these rumors in the past week or so, the stuff with Houston, the stuff with Ime Odoka, it does appear to me, and, and what I'm saying now is just complete like speculation, but it's just like, it just feels like maybe this time between Nick Nurse and the Raptors is running out. 10 years is a long time for, you know, Siakam, for example, has been in the NBA for like seven years, and, and his whole time, Nick Nurse has either been the lead assistant or the head coach. It's a long time for a coach to be with the exact same players day in day out they're with each other a ton and to not start to wear on each other a little bit and so to me these comments and these rumors read a little bit like okay maybe everyone is wearing on everyone a little bit 
and it and time to go their separate ways is approaching that that is a little bit how it feels to me like i've said all season nick nurse is not the problem of the raptors this season i've said that he's a good coach and that i wouldn't fire him if i was the raptors but if um if he wants to go another way and and if the front office feels like it's time to go another way, I would totally understand that from all sides. If the players feel like they need a fresh voice in the locker room, I would totally understand that from all sides. You're going to lose some stuff creatively, creatively, especially on the defensive end. I do think you will lose some stuff with Nick Nurse. Um, like he is the guy that drew up a box and one and Steph Curry in the finals and it worked. And I, and I just don't think like people respect him enough for that or, or they've forgotten about that kind of stuff. That stuff is hard to do to execute that stuff in, in the NBA playoffs. And he did it his first time. So, but you're also going to gain some stuff if you get a new coach and, and it might just be as simple as getting a, a fresh voice in the locker room to get your players to play a little bit harder, to buy into roles a little bit more specifically, I think has definitely been a problem this season and that does come from coaching. And then also, again, I said this, I like Nick Nurse as a coach, but all I can do from the outside is see what, how organized the players look, how they look in late game situations. Like that's the only way I can truly analyze a coach from the outside. And you look at this playoff race, how tight it is. And, and there's a few games that I can look back and say, okay, this is the head coach's responsibility to have these guys in a better situation than this. And they failed. The Hawks game is a big one where the Hawks pressure the ball um, off a make and it goes the other way for an Adrian Griffin layup where, you know, if that's that's on the head coach to have them organized to know, okay, if you guys are going to pressure the ball full court, somebody has to be protecting the rim. There was a Boston game in Toronto where Nick Nurse used his timeout really poorly and um and, and his challenge really poorly. And, and I thought it cost them potentially a win at the end of that game. So there are a couple examples I can say, okay, the team was not as organized as it could have been down the stretch. And, and those things were really costly and led them to win losses. So yeah, it, it hasn't been a perfect season from Nick nurse by any means. Still think he's a good coach. Um, but these rumors are getting louder. And so it's going to be an interesting off season in that regard too. Now um, in terms of Ime Udoka, him and Masai Ujiri have a relationship going back. Um, obviously got let go by the Brooklyn Nets because of uh, he had an inappropriate relationship with a subordinate. Uh, there seems to be more details in that that we just don't know. Um, I'm not going to comment on that situation because, again, we don't know the details of what happened. Obviously, it was wrong of him to have an inappropriate relationship with a subordinate because there's power dynamics at play there that just makes it inappropriate. But you're kidding yourself if you think that Ime Udoka is not going to get a second chance in the NBA. I said this on a pod a couple games ago, but like players and executives, Gerson Rosas is a perfect example, have done much worse and gotten second chances in the NBA. Doesn't mean it's right or wrong. It's just a fact. So are you going to be the team that says, no, we're like morally above that. And then watch Ime go to another team when you think he's a good coach. Probably not. Like realistically, when we're just thinking about this from an NBA, you know, calculated standpoint, they're probably not going to pass on Ime because of that when they know other teams will scoop him up so quickly. 
Mel says it's too messy, no chance in Toronto. I do agree that Toronto has been better than most teams when it comes to this moral compass. By no means perfect. Like, take the Terrence Davis situation, for example. He was accused of um, domestic abuse. The Raptors traded him at the at the same deadline. But the Raptors could have just let him go instead of getting an asset back for him. I think that asset turned into um, Ron Harper Jr. Or Delano Benton, one of them. But, uh, they again... It's good that they traded him and got rid of him after what he did. It's bad that they got an asset for him instead of letting him go. So the Raptors are not perfect in this regard, but they are better than a lot of teams, which does make the Ime thing interesting. To me, at least, I don't think that unless more information comes out about it, I don't think that what he did in Brooklyn, what we know, is going to stop him from getting another head coaching job in the NBA. And I don't think the Raptors would be held back by what he did either. Um. Yeah, I don't know enough about email otherwise to really speculate on on that. All right, that's all I really wanted to say. Thought the Nick Nurse rumors were really interesting, especially at this time in the season. Really bad timing for him to speak on it. Really bad timing for these rumors to get out. However, they got out. Um, but just add it to another thing, another drama for the Raptors to contend with, uh, for the rest of the season. Okay, I'm going to go, but as I go, I'm going to watch the Final Four game between South Carolina and Iowa. You guys should tune in. It's on TSN if you're in Canada. Uh, It's on ESPN or TNT if you're in America. It's going to be the game of the tournament, and it's a women's basketball game. And yeah, like the, the women's game this March Madness has just been so much more entertaining than the men's game. It's just been next level hoops, like... I wrote about this for Sportsnet today if people want to check it out, but because so many of the top male prospects aren't playing in the NCAA anymore, like Victor Weminyama, Scoot Henderson, Amon Thompson, on and on, all the women still play in the NCAA. They don't have other options. They're all playing college hoops, and and so this game is going to be a battle of two of the best of them. My cat's trying to jump on the thing. Caitlin Clark in Iowa against Aliyah Boston in South Carolina, the two last college player of the year award winners. So tune into that game, support women's basketball. And we'll be back on, um, on Sunday when the Raptors take on the Charlotte Hornets. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate you all like comment, subscribe. See you later.